You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. The Run the Riot podcast is brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. You need to check these guys out at www.outlaw100.com. There are a ton of races, and they're all fantastic. First of all, in January, there's Winter Rock with distances 25K and 12K. In February, the flagship of the Outlaw 100 Race Series, the Outlaw 100 in Wilberton, Oklahoma, with distances from 135 miles all the way down to the 5K. Prairie Spirit in March in Ottawa, Kansas. Distances 100 miles down to 50K. Lake McMurtry in April in Stillwater, Oklahoma. 100K down to 5K. The Greater Roadrunner Trail Run at Roman Nose State Park in Watonga, Oklahoma in May. Distances 4 to 12 miles. And then the Flower Moon in Pawhuska, also in May, from 50 miles all the way down to 4 miles. Then there's the Dark and Dirty in July in Wilburton, Oklahoma. There's a 50K all the way down to 5K, and you can run trail or gravel. Then there's the Honey Badger 100, also in July. 100 mile and 50 mile. That's a hot one on pavement. Fun. (laughs) Then there's a Flat Rock in Independence, Kansas. Distances, 101 mile all the way down to 12K. That's in September. In October, we've got the Kansas Rails to Trails Extravaganza in Ottawa, Kansas. 100 mile all the way down to half marathon. And last but certainly not least, the Thunderbird in Norman, Oklahoma in November. 100K all the way down to 5K. These are great trail runs put on for ultra runners, by ultra runners. Guys, you will get taken care of if you go do these races. You'll get awesome medals, amazing buckles, and some nice swag. Check them out at www.outlaw100.com. Today on the Run the Riot podcast, we've got the beast of Kansas, Kayla Straub. <laughs> How you doing, Kayla? Doing well. <laughs> so how's the weather out there in Kansas right now? Hot. It's, 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 it's still hot. hot. It's not cooler than it's, you know, than it's been a little bit? Last week was about 109 to 110. This week it's sitting about 99 until Friday night, Saturday, and then it's back up to 107, 108. Fantastic. That makes training. Yeah exciting so we're you know south of you in oklahoma and we're actually it's a little bit cooler than that and i mean it's in the 90s but it feels so much better because we've been kind of the same 109 and and humid as heck how's the humidity out there awful (laughs) (laughs) i i usually love summer i love the heat i love heat training but i like the dry heat usually in kansas about july definitely by august it transitions from that humid yeah yeah hot to just dry hot and i i like that but. yeah so what part of kansas are you in i, I don't i'm not i live there. about an an hour north of wichita okay, so okay i live out in the country on a little farm oh nice do you do you farm i raise goats and chickens oh that's awesome wow yeah do, do you so that's what you do that's great do you do you sell the milk do you the goat for the goats or what do you they're do? They're more my they're more my hobby animals. So okay, okay. I haven't gotten to selling them. Haven't you know? Just sell eggs, whatever. So, that, so my in laws have a lot of chickens, and so I'm a egg eating fool. Like I I get the and you know they're just yard bird eggs, man. They're good. <laughs> <It's>, 
That's cool. You can tell the difference. You can tell oh, yeah. The difference, oh, 100%. So. 100%. If, like now, it's if I need to get store-bought eggs, if I have to, if I'm out or whatever, I'll do it. But I, I like the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could farm full-time, but no, it's that's just yeah. my hobby. That's your hobby? So yeah. what do you do? What's your, what's your, what do you do full-time? That's a loaded question. Too. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. I didn't um, know. <laughs> I just well, asked a question. <laughs> it is just me and three kids. So my full-time job, I work at a psychiatric hospital. I do their compliance billing. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Very high stress legal side of things, financial side of things. Then my fun money, the money that I use for all my races, shoes, whatever, that income actually comes from making pizzas. We'll leave it at that. Nice. Okay. Oh, hey, nice. hey, we do what we got to do. I have a yeah. full-time job. I do IT work and then I coach and coach helps me to be able to run and race and buy shoes yes. and stuff. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. So let's talk about a little bit about, about racing and about running. How long have you been into this? Because I, I, you know, of course I looked at your ultra sign up, but even just running in general, like how, how long have you been doing this? Let's just start off in my youth. I was not athletic whatsoever. Okay. Running and being fit and kind of getting into the personal training side, that's all pretty new to me. Mm -hmm. Long story short, kind of in domestic violence situation and running became kind of my outlet. It was like one mile a day, you know, kind of my eight from life. Mm. An event had happened at work and, you know, coworkers had kind of noticed the event. They had to call police. You know, things were happening. Mm. So I couldn't quite hide that story anymore. And then one day, you know, coffee room. Somebody's like, you run. And at this point, I had just been running on a treadmill in my basement, pretty ashamed of like, my ex did not like that, whatever. It was not something that women do. You don't sweat. You don't do this. You blah, blah. Oh, wow. So, of oh, course, wow. my immediate gut reaction to this coworker was, nope, I don't run. Huh. <laughs> then three months later, it was, preach, sure. But I don't know. I had posted something, said something. And it's so that's kind of where the triggering thing happened. So that was about 2019 when I finally went down there and I said, okay, I said, I kind of told a little white lie. Yes, yes, I run one mile a day on my treadmill. I said, I turned the incline up to the max. I said, and then I just powerhouse it, you know, 630, whatever pace. I mean, by the time yeah. I get done, I'm spent after one mile. Yeah. So then that kind of led to my first 5K. So that was probably the spring of 2019. So then July of 2019, I'm like, okay, I'd finally convinced myself to go race. And I'm like, I don't know what possessed me. I made my teenage son get out of bed. It was pouring down rain. He goes, you want me to do what? I said, I just want you to come stand at this event. Yeah. I was like, I need a support system. My yeah. family, you know, they're a bunch of red, you know, farmers, rednecks. They are wearing cowboy boots. They're not running. They don't understand it. They're not going to show up. Drink out there. I I placed top three. I went back to my coworker and I said, okay, other than feeling physically sick because I was so anxious, like I actually got sick prior to that race. I was like, that was really easy. Placed top three. I said, now what do we do? Jumped from that 5K and then I did my first full marathon in October. That coworker had trained with me the entire time. He didn't actually end up running that um, full marathon that October. So I had ran it. I didn't know what Boston was because I'm not running. Like I didn't grow up with this culture. 
Yeah. Yeah, you knew. So I, I ran it. I missed Boston by three minutes. And somebody goes, on your first marathon, you, you missed Boston by three minutes. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And they're just like laughing at me. And they're like, you don't know what the Boston Marathon is? I'm like, I don't know. I said one time, I think I heard about a bombing. I said, I'm pretty sure that was, ba-. you know, whatever. I'm not putting two and two together. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like now I have a goal. Like I just did it to do it. And so I'm like, all right, we're going to do Oklahoma City. It was the next closest, you know, it was in the spring, COVID. Okay, we're not, we're, I was two weeks out from running that race when they came out with the email said, sorry. Oh. So I'm sitting here, I'm deflated because I'm like, I had a goal. Like I'm very goal oriented for yeah. them, you know. And I don't know, I was just, I think I was on social media or I had a magazine in front of me. Okay, so here's this thing called Honey Badger. It's a hundred mile race. And I'm like, I just did this entire training plan for, you know, 16 weeks. I said, this is in June or July. And I'm like, let's transition. <laughs> so here I am. I know nothing about ultras. The article was actually featuring a local runner. So I'm like, social media is amazing. And I said, I'm going to look this person up and ask questions. This particular person, I'm not going to say any names, but basically told me I was an idiot. I mean, and that's putting it nicely. Nice. He goes, you want to pick A, your first hundred to be Honey Badger. B, you've never crewed one. And I'm like, just tell me, what do I wear? What food do I bring? What nutrition, you know, like, yeah. just tell me the basics. That's all I need to know. So here I am, like, what's your training plan? Asking these questions. And this guy is just, I mean, the article ranted and raved and I just wanted to ask questions. Yeah. Uh, I was getting nowhere, so I'm like, okay, I just show up. So I did my Google searches on the internet, found some plans, ended up with an Achilles injury because I was running 20 miles Saturday, 30 miles Sunday. Because I'm like, that's the best training plan I can come up with. I ended up backing that off because I found out that's a little expensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I showed up, and then my only goal for any badger number one was I'm going to do this under 24 hours. And people are like, you know, it's that day was like 109 or something felt like 120, no shade. And they're like, you know, 24 hours is like a fast time without these other problems. I'm like, I don't care. I said 24 hours. So <laughs> at this point, my family says, you're doing what? I had to convince one of my coworkers on the pizza side because he works on rentals for the same boss. Yeah. And said, I know you don't have a wife or kids or commitment. I said, please. I said, I can't do this race without a driver. Right. So he goes, you're doing what? I said, I'm going to run 100 miles around Kingman County. I said, I just need you to drive my water, my food, make sure I don't die, and keep my kids in the car. So oh. he agreed. And no, wait. Okay. All right. Now your kids are in the car. Okay. All right. All right. I got questions, but just let's just talk about finish Honey Badger here. I got questions. So, yeah, I don't think my family actually knew that I was being serious, that I was going to even attempt this. Yeah. I was fueled by somebody telling me I can't. I don't like to be told I can't. The more I hear that word, the more I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we show up that morning. I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, you know, I'm like, I don't even really know who's in charge of this thing, but here's my ice and my water and what do I need? And they're like, you know. You and they came, checked the car. We were good to go. And I'm like, okay. That's like, here we go. 
So later that day, my mom actually came out and I ended up with a couple pacers, which I'm very glad they showed up because I was not having fun. It was yeah. Well, okay. So you just answered a whole lot and you gave me some more questions because of course I, you know, when, before we got on here, I was like, you know, get on, I got on your, and I was like, the first race I see here is, is Honey Badger. And for those of you that don't know, Honey Badger is like, if you want to train to go do bad water, Honey Badger is a good one because it's all on pavement. It's a hundred miles and it's fully exposed and it is hot in Kansas during that time. And so you got to have some, it's kind of like a similar to to bad water. You got to have somebody drive out there and stuff. And I'm amazed that that was your first and you had only done. So let me get this straight. Cause I was doing math while you were like, you were just running, you had done a marathon. That was 2019. And this was yeah. July of 2020. You're out there doing honey badger and you had only done one marathon, right? That's, that's right. Correct. Right okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So three total races. So it was 5k full honey badger. Okay. So I thought I was crazy because my first race was a marathon and then my first, but I did a bunch and then my first ultra was a hundred, but you just skipped a whole lot of stuff. And okay. So let's, and your kids are in the car while you're doing this. They That's are even awesome more. crew. They are awesome crew. That's cool. How old were they at the time? That was three years ago. How old? Let's see. Right today they are. 17, 15, and 13. So okay. they would have been 10. Yeah, 10, 12. That's my strong thing. 10, 12, 14, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so your coworkers basically babysitting and helping crew. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love it. I um, love it. He's very fair skinned. So, yeah, even being in the car, he was getting burnt. And he, I don't know how long I can do this. And I said, I don't know until I finish, please. Like, like I just kept begging him. It's like, please don't bang on me. Okay. So when so. did you, you're out there running honey badger, you figure, you know, you figure it out, you get going. And when did you, at what point did you like, did it get rough? I guess I was at what point did maybe you question your life choices or <laughs> whatever, like what mile? Oh, you know, like the first 30 miles, it's all great. And it's fun. It's like, oh yeah, I can do this. It was, what is that? Like southbound. You've done that one. I haven't done that one, no. You haven't done that one? Okay, so it makes a big square. So I think that yep. first turn is heading south. I don't know. I haven't honestly looked at an actual map. I just kind of yeah. run. But so when we turned that way, there was no cross breeze, no nothing. And it was obviously the midpoint in the day. And yeah. I mean, like my shoes are essentially starting to melt. I've got the cooling towels. I've got a nothing. Um, I ended up meeting a, a runner and he really kind of helped me. Once I got to that corner, I was like, saying, okay, I don't know what I've got myself into. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did, what was the drive? Because everybody knows about, you know, if you run ultras, you're going to hit that point, you know, no matter what you're going to hit that, just kind of where you're questioning what you're doing. And, and if you're really racing, if you're really pushing yourself. So what did, what did you, what kept you going? What was, what were you digging? What were you finding in there? What was that push? I think a lot of it was, honestly, I wanted my kids there. I wanted to show them that I was going to finish whatever I started, no matter if I was way high, way low, really just challenge, going through the challenges, troubleshooting. Yeah. I mean, it meant the world to have all three of my kiddos there and taking care of me. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. you look so bad. I'm like, I don't, you know, they just, like, they just kept loving on me. So that's cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Hey, mom's having a rough, really rough time. 
Yeah. So well, so I yeah. kind of had to be vulnerable with them with my entire situation and just, you know, mom's yeah. not in a good spot, you know, and we kind of just worked together, bonded and yeah, move forward. So we kind of had that already. Actually, yeah. I still yeah. make them. I, I don't make them. They actually willingly go to my races. They're always like, when's your next hindering? They've kind of become a fa- like a family affair, so yeah, it's that's been cool. a lot of fun. So, no, that that that's pretty awesome. And how did you know? I like to ask when you do your first, especially your first hundred, when you finally. And I know Honey Badger's pretty low key, but there is a finish line. How did you feel when you finally saw the thing <laughs> and then crossed it? Tell me about your emotions there. After I don't think there's <laughs> been a hundred where I haven't just started bawling my eyes out. Yeah, like all for various reasons. It's it just yeah. all comes out in crying. So yeah. I don't know why that's my emotion. Yeah. It's cry and then be happy. So. Yeah. yeah. So before I ran my first hundred, I had a good friend who I was asking because I was picking their brain. I was asking anybody anything, trying to figure out how I was going to do this thing, you know. And she told me, she said, something about 100 miles are these ultras that just get you really raw. It kind of just takes away everything all the facade, everything, and, and you're just so, all you can think is to move forward and you're just, you spend a lot of time with yourself, you know, dealing with your yourself and life and stuff. And I don't know, maybe that's it. And then you accomplish a hard thing, you know, a really hard thing. And so there's, there's just a mixture of stuff, you know, that comes up. Yeah, you definitely have to learn how to deal with all your emotions and uh process and yeah yeah. i don't know for those who haven't done a hundred i mean i don't i I can relate to those who have it's you know sometimes it's harder to explain to those who haven't yeah do you think and you know you alluded to a lot of domestic violence and the things that that you had going on in your life the things you had been through and there are a lot of a lot of ultra runners some have written books and stuff and who, who are dealing with you know we all deal with life's junk and you know and for everybody it's a little bit different and uh, but for some people, that helps drive them. It gives them something to to look forward to. And you even said, you know, at that during a time, it was kind of an escape for you. It was kind of you time. And you, but you've t- just taken that next step in it to, you know, to prove, I don't know, to see what you can do. Once, I, I mean, some people are like, you're, you know, your pace is amazing. I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people give me a bigger head than what I do, and then it's like. And they were like, you took first again, like you beat everybody again, like you broke the course record again. Honestly, when I came across, was that Kansas Rails to Trails? I didn't know, like I knew the course record because that was my goal, because that's on the ultra sign up. I didn't know it was a state record or anything else. So when they said that, when I was coming across the line, like I lost it. I just like, I didn't know. I'm just running. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. I set a goal and that's kind of what I'm after. So. Just in, in, enjoy pushing yourself. So for everybody listening, if you, so her first honey badger, she did it in 23 hours, 17 minutes, which is fantastic for that race is her first hundred. And she placed, she was second female and uh, fifth overall. And so, you know, you go through that. How did you feel like physically after, like, how did your body, what did your body feel like? How did you recover? Because, you know, I like to know that. I was wearing $20, like Walmart shoes. Oh, it was not good. Are you serious? Uh, my- yeah, my, my feet were, I called them fire feet. I mean, I didn't have money for, I mean, I still don't spend a lot of money on equipment. I just show up and I, I do now wear an A6 carbon fiber. I love it. I love a racing flat and I don't care what the surface is, but 
yeah, that first one, I had 20 bucks and a pair of shoes. And yeah, it was definitely what I called fire feet. And I was crying and I just kept, I was like, eventually it went numb. Yeah. But at some point during the race, I just pretty much went numb. I remember laying on the ground at one point saying, it's just too hot. I can't do this. And then I don't know. I kind of got a second wind down there. My mom had got there at that point. And she said, I laid you a blanket out. And I just laid straight in the rocks. And then she goes, seriously? Because then I had rocks all over me. <laughs> but no, so I was laying there in the rocks. And I just kind of woke up. And I was like, well, sorry, guys, I got to go. And then I guess I got up and kept going. So Nice. I don't know. I think when I look back at a lot of my different, the races I've done, and I, I think as I've grown, my first one, I had something to prove. I was going through some life things and somebody kind of told me that th this was stupid. I didn't need to be doing this. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, and that, that actually drove me during part of it. You know, when you're hurt, when I was hurting, when I was feeling bad, I was like, oh no, I'm getting this done, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it well, you know? And so that was part of my motivation then. And it's changed throughout the races. As you've grown and done some of the other races, how has your motivation changed any? Or is it, you know, has it stayed kind of the same? Or, you know, what do you, why do you do what you do? You know, obviously being kind of distanced from the situation that drove me into running in the first place, you know, it's just become kind of my daily. I mean, I don't skip a day of training. I haven't missed a day of training. I've had a stress fracture and still ran a mile a day. I run a mile a day no matter what. Mm -hmm. That was just. Yeah. I was dealing with such bad depression for years. And it's one mile a day, go run. I don't care how bad you feel, just do it. Doesn't matter the temperature, the nothing, just go. Yeah. Today, if I really look at it, it's work's crazy. Kids have crazy lives. My kids are in every sport imaginable, running here, there. It is, that is my time every morning. And, mm. you know, it fills my bat, fills my bucket. I can take care of them. So, it, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And, and, you know, a lot of us are the same way. And, you know, I talk a lot about balance on the podcast and I, you know, you said morning and that's when I got to do, that's when I've got to do mine. I got to get up early when everybody's still sleeping and I'm back and everybody's just getting up and, yep. you know, that, that's, but it's me time, you know, I'm listening yes. to my podcast and, oh, big question, headphones or nothing? I don't really like to run with anything in my ears. I'll okay. just bring my phone with me and then I'll play sound out of the phone directly. Okay. I'm just worried because I've had several cars on some of my routes just try to run me over. So I'm like, no. So I want to hear them coming. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so. good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. The headphone, I don't wear these. The headphones I have in there, I can, what I run with, I can hear because I kind of deal with some of the same stuff around here. But okay. So you did that and then you went backwards. I say backwards. You did the Prairie Spirit 50 mile. So you decided to, you know, that I ended up buying my first house and I was just like, guys, I haven't even been doing anything. And I, once again, that same coworker who did my very first one, I said, hey, nobody wants to come. I said, you want to watch my kids again while I run this one? He's like, sure. <laughs> I love the first one so much. Actually came up. So I hadn't even really trained for that one. I was like, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if I like the 50 mile or not like the 50 mile, but that's the only one I've done. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you never, was, yeah, to train, yeah, because, you know, to train specifically for a 50 mile, I, I bet you would, I bet you'd crush it pretty good. But then you didn't, for some reason, something inside of you brought you back to Honey Badger in, in 2021. And I wanted the course record. That's my mission is to hold all the certified 
courses in Kansas. I went to Rutgers, the female. Nice. Okay. Okay. No, that's good. I like that. I like that. And so you did 1958, you crushed it fast as you've got the course record for the women on there. And that is phenomenal. So what did you do differently the second time? I learned a lot about nutrition. I learned a lot about, you know, not 50 mile weekends. I was actually just building my endurance, you know, doing six to 10 miles a day instead of trying to cram it into a two day and then just doing nothing during the week. So there was a lot of shifting and training, learned how to eat while running. That was. Yeah. What did you, I mean, cause this is, it's kind of funny, like back then, and I mean, it's not that long ago that you've been doing it all that, you know, you just started. What had, what do you eat? What is your nutrition and what are you drinking? Cause especially something like that. I mean, you, hopefully you learned, you know, you learned, you got to eat, you've got to, your hydration, electrolytes are super important, you know? And so what did you end up eating and, and drinking for that? Honey badger number one was primarily fueled with gels and that was very not fun. Gel, Gatorades, waters. That runner that had walked with me for a while, at some point his crew had stopped and got him a sandwich. There's a Loves. That's about the only thing out there. And he actually ended up buying him two sandwiches. And he goes, what have you ate today? I said, I don't know, some goose. And he goes, no. He's like, so I actually, that was about the only real food I ate on Honey Badger 1 was a sub sandwich that somebody else bought for me and said, dude, you need to eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And then um, moving on to the next one, I switched to more some Lunchables and just things that were portable that I could carry. I'm a peanut butter cup lover, so that Ooh. really got me excited. I know hard to keep those in a very edible manner on Honey Badger, but... Not soup, chocolate and peanut butter soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would have been better, like, just to dump them all in my water bottle or something. Um, oh, gosh. I haven't tried that on a race yet. I lo- I'm a chocolate peanut butter guy, but I haven't tried them on a race. All right. Maybe I'll start selling them. Yeah. So I've just, a couple of recent races have switched to more just mashed potatoes. Yeah. That really got me excited. Yeah. It's like, so... I acquired somebody recently on my crew that, you know, he's got a lot of experience crewing people. That's new to me. So, you know, like you can eat some water and do other things, right? I'm like, I don't know. Like you do it. Like I'm just running. (laughs) Hand me food and say, eat this. (laughs) But they, anybody who's ever crewed me will tell you I'm terrible at eating. I just want to keep going and going. I don't. Yeah. care about eating and they're like you can't go forever on nothing yeah. i'm still learning that if i can mail that i mean i think i could shave easily another couple hours off that's yeah and that's something that you learn by experience because you know everybody's a little bit different and in your brain you're like i don't want to waste time you know i want to waste time doing this but you waste time when you're death marching because you have zero calories and you're about to pass out so if you just spend a, a few minutes eating here and there you make up for it so that's it's I good i mean you're learning. <laughs> I can't seem to find the balance between what I can eat and that, you know, it doesn't make me sick. Yeah. So, so yeah, your first two honey badgers, did you puke? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you didn't mention yeah. that. So I was, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> so you did that and then, okay, so I, I was debating whether to say something here. But, but you seem like you you got the right personality. So you did Prairie Spirit 100 Miler and you smoked it. 
you did it in 16, 28, 36. That was in March of 2022. You got the women's record in Kansas. And I mean, that's awesome. But I, I just have to tell you, my 2018 Prairie Spirit was 1625. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe I'll have to go back and do that one. Yeah, yeah. you'll beat it. You'll beat it. I'm, and, but, I, you know, I didn't even ask you how old you are. I don't know how old you are. I'm old. Oh, 34. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm about to be 49. So I was, okay. you know, kind of old doing that, but that is, I saw your time and I was like, Ted is so fast. I couldn't do that now. Like I can't, you know, I've had ish knee issues and stuff, but for you to do that so quickly in your progression, like I seriously though, go back and beat it, go back and beat that, make that record better. I, you know, you've got it in you from everything I'm seeing. So I, I, I figured I'd throw it out there. I challenge you beat my time. Okay. What was that? 1625? 1625. And let's see. I don't even know the seconds. Let's see. <laughs> like I will cheer, I will cheer you on to beat it. Like I, I love that kind of stuff. Hang on a second. Let's see. Let me find my, let me find my time. I, I mean, I like a competition. I'm very competitive. 1625, 31. Okay. You do it. Smoke it. <laughs> oh, that races. It's kind of a story in and of itself. I actually wasn't even going to show up and run that day. Are you serious? Why not? So the entire week leading up to that was an entire, it was a disaster, for yeah. lack of a better way to say that. So the original plan was my mom was going to be my crew. I hadn't found any pacers, which was fine. I'll run yeah. by myself if I have yeah. to. Like, the same way, yeah. Um, you know, if somebody shows up, I'll talk to them. I love a distraction, whatever, but... Running alone is what I do every single day, so I'm used to it. Yep. Here we are, Tuesday night, get a call from my mom. Hey, I've fallen. I can't get up. Call you just EMS. The Did you just call the commercial? Yes. Yeah. So call Sorry. EMS. Um, we ended up taking her. She lives pretty close to me. Okay. Ended up taking her down to a Wichita hospital, had multiple broken vertebrae. Oh, no. Um, so she's admitted to the hospital. At that particular point in life, I was also having some issues with one of my children. Couldn't find her dad was like, I'll just come spend my Friday night, you know, the night before this, looking for her. You go do your thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I mean, everything leading up to it. So like Friday before I could leave town, I had to go bring my mom a bunch of clothes and stuff because she was stuck in the hospital, going to have surgery. I've got the stuff going on with my child. And I'm like, Everything is just telling me don't go. Yeah. I was like, I don't have a driver. I don't have crew. I don't have pacers. I had tried like last minute switching around. Nothing. So I finally asked my son at that point, he had just turned 16. I said, I can give you bullet points. And can you put them in Google Maps? And can you find me? I said, I, I know I, I don't have to have somebody because they have aid there. I said, mm -hmm. but I want my own food. I want my own nutrition. I said, I kind of want to see you guys. You're what keeps me going from point to point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We finally get to the hotel. It's like 3 a.m. And it's, okay, guys, we're going to be up in three hours. I have had three hours of sleep. I gave my son the, the page and the guide, like the handbook that, you know, here's all the, co the coordinates. So I said, just put them in. I said, hopefully you get there. He actually missed the first one. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a long day. I said, <laughs> yeah. please get to the next one, please. So my mom's in a hospital room, like trying to look at the timing, you know, and telling my son, no, she already passed that one. Get to the next one. Yeah. 
He only missed one. He was absolutely amazing. The best fill-in driver I've ever had. He got multiple comments from all the different aid station people. Are you doing okay? Like, you're doing awesome with this. Like, they'd come out, give me Dr. Pepper and Reese peanut butter cup. That's great. You know, it, oh, then it got, you know, to be dark and it's just me running. It's on that trail and I'm hearing animal sounds and I'm just getting really delusional. And I'm just all in all worried about my child driving from point to point. And I'm like, I've got to hurry up and get there. I've got to hurry up and get there. I've got to hurry up and get there. I had that drive plus the animals. Plus at one point there was a screen mask somewhere out there on that trail. At least in my mind there was. It was not real. I was actually going to throw it down the little river there or whatever, the little creek. Yeah, it was. So I was not even going to show up. So when I crossed that line and he was there and my daughter was there, it was just. That's, that that's not just think if you would have had a good week, a full night's sleep and you weren't worried about everything. Like, yeah. You need to go back with everything like it should be and, and tear it up because that's fantastic. It's a great course. It's, and really for crewing, what a fantastic one for your son to do for his first one. Cause it's pretty, there's not a lot of traffic. It's not hard to find everything. And so, man, that's, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's a lot of pressure for a 16 year old boy. And I had just bought that car (laughs) like a month before it was like a brand new car. And I'm like, okay, so I'm giving my 16 year old boy, my brand new car. Wow. Well, (laughs) yeah, it was, it's one of my favorite stories though. And yeah. Congratulations on that. That is a, that is a fantastic time. It's a great race though. I love the people out there. I've been out there. I've done 50 mile a few times. I've done, I haven't gone back and done the hundred, the hundred for the Prairie Spirit again, but I just, I like it out there. I I actually be doing the 200 in March. So if you go back and try to beat it in March, you might see me death marching after doing a hundred miles already. I won't be racing you or anything because I'll be dying, but I'm doing the, the, the Kansas crazy train. And so we'll be filtering in with you guys, you know, when you start the hundred. So if you decide to do it, I'll see you out there. I'll give you a high five. All right. Fly past. All right. <laughs> hey. Yeah. No, that, I love that story. That's great. But kudos to your son, man. And kudos to you for giving him your new car to go drive. Oh, he's definitely my hero on booties, that one. <laughs> I, I owe him for, for years to come for pulling it off. I love that. It seems to be like that your kids see it as a team effort. Like it's, you know, yeah, let's help mom. Let's do this together. And you know, as well as I do that, uh, this, that word, that kindness, that positivity, you know, when you're feeling like garbage, it, it helps, you know, and seeing somebody you love. When I did that, my fastest prairie spirit, I was by myself. I didn't have a pacers. I didn't, I just did drop bags. And that was, I was texting. I was like, Hey, I'm winning this thing. <laughs> so I was communicating, but it was kind of, but, but anyway, that amazing. That's awesome. And then, then you did the fall version, the Kansas. So how, when you did the fall version and which you did a fantastic time. So I did the fall version too, before I did the prairie spirit and you beat mine on that one. I did a 17, I don't know, 20 or something, but you got 17, 18. You got that one. Was it really cold? Cause that one can get cold. Yes. Okay. Cause my two kept freezing my, but yeah. And I don't do well in cold. Oh, really? I like it cooler. Yeah. But like I get so cold and I can't get my body temperature back up. So yeah, that's the battle. Yeah. But I mean, you still did. I mean, you did fantastic, <laughs> you know, 17, 18 out there. That's good. And you first female, second overall, 
I mean, come on. <laughs> so that one, I mean, really my focus on that was once again, just course record. So I was like, I can take this one a little more, a little more relaxed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have a, did the things go a little more according to plan with crew and everything else then? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. And for everybody listening. Yeah. I always say this, everybody listening, this is a, it's a great course. I love the crushed limestone. It's easy on the joints and you can, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's, if you get lost, I don't know, you must be drinking something else besides water. You know, yeah. it's very hard yeah. to get lost. You know, it's just good. It, you know, it's a good one to go out and try to PR on. And uh, no matter what your speed or distance is, it's just a fantastic course. I'm very well organized too. I like it. Yeah. And so you got all these Kansas races and, you know, you're sticking close to home, doing the thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, six days at the Dome, 24-hour Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So what spurred that? Like, how did that happen? That was June. That was just, you just did that. I didn't know what that was a thing. Okay. So I'm still learning, like, about yeah. all these races. Um, I don't know. Now my, I want to race this list is longer than my, you know. Yeah, yeah. When are we going to be able to do this? But anyway, and so I'm like, I really feel like I can get, you know, like I can hit the U.S. national team. Okay. Okay, so that was my goal showing up in Wisconsin until I got incredibly sick and spent nine hours just throwing up every lap, and then we would try something else. I told somebody at one point, like my table there that we had set up looked mm. somewhere between the pharmacy and a golden corral because it was like, try these foods, try these meds. I would run a lap, you know, everything came back up. Nope, that didn't work. Okay, grab something else. Try that. I mean, and I did that for probably nine hours. And I finally said, guys, I can't. Like, <laughs> oh. Wow. That, and I look at it and you did, it's still in the 24 hours, you did 112 miles, placed fourth female, which there's a, there's some pretty good competition out there for a lot of those. And so, but you know, Here's the thing, and for everybody listening, I want people to hear this. You don't have to have it all figured out to go. Try, try, go, you know, do your homework, ask questions or whatever, and then get out there and give it a shot. And if you mess up, you can go back, you know? And the 24-hour format was way harder than I expected, and I don't know. I think for me, like, I really want a concrete finish line. Like, yeah. I know I only have 10 more miles, and I am done. Yeah, <laughs> With yeah. the 24-hour, I kept thinking, Oh, we're only 17 hours in. What am I going to do for seven more hours? <laughs> like, I, I, guess, I guess I'm going to run. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I could zone out for a while. I got to meet tons of people, talk to tons of people, and that's really important to me in my races. I love networking. I love just the energy, the stories. I mean, I can tell you why I'm there and what originally got me there, but it, I love hearing, you know, I, I wanted to get my health back. I wanted to do insert whatever that is so inspiring to me and it makes me want to keep coming back but yeah i don't know that so you can talk to people for so long and you can run for so long and you can listen to music for so long and at some point you're like okay i'm done and yeah. you're like nope not yet, yeah, not yet. And, <laughs> and from my perspective i've done i've done like a three-hour race and some things like that but i haven't done i haven't done that so i'm, I'm i don't know how that mindset is so different. I like having, you know, concrete, you know, you cross the finish line. And so to, I don't know, I'm going to have to try it at some point that in the, the last man standing type, you know, races, 
I haven't done those yet. And so that kind of want to give that a shot and just for me to see how I do, you know? So I don't know. Have you looked at those, the last man standing stuff yet? I have. Yeah. And see, my problem with that is I'm probably going to be standing there for a long time, bringing all of those really close to me. They know that I'm willing to sacrifice the liver, kidney, whatever I need to, because my competition side, it just won't turn off. Like I can't. And I don't mean it to be like condescending or to start fights, but it can come off that way. And that's. I, I don't know why I can't turn it off, but I can't. I, I think that's, I think it's good though, because it, if you, you heard some of the podcasts where I talk about mining our potential, I think it's awesome. I have good friends and if we're running to get, we're racing and we've been like, we'll share some time on the trail, but I want to beat him. He wants to beat me and it's, but it's healthy. And like he, he win, if he wins, man, kudos, dude, I'll catch you next time. Or, you know, and vice versa. It's, there's, it's good. I I think it's good. I, and if you use using somebody else to help drive you, man, that's, I like that. You know, I think it's good. I think it's a good, healthy competition. You know, as long as you're not yeah, people you know, over the head, hitting them with a stick or something. If I lose, I'm willing to go up to somebody and say, hey, good game, you know, with yeah, thank yeah. you for pushing me. But a lot of times if I, I've noticed it's not as easy for some other people to, <laughs> they're like, oh. you took my record or you took, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> So here's when I had, when I did my fast Prairie Spirit, I had the Kansas state record that, you know, for that year. And the next year, Rolf Schmidt, I think took it and I knew him and I'm watching and there's a little part of me that's, oh man, he's taking my record, you know, but I was, I congratulated him and I mean, cause he ran a beast of a race and then you know, Pete Kostelnik came and smashed us both, you know, and, but it's good. I love that. You know, it just gives it's competition. Like right now I got different friends doing different, trying to do FKT on the PCT and some other things. And it's, let's see who can do the fastest. And if we're all, I don't know, if we're just sitting back and not worrying about it, we're not trying to see what we can do, what's inside of us. And so, man. It was that. funny on the Pete, you mentioned Pete on yeah. uh, Prairie Spirit. He was actually in front of me and I was closing in on him. I don't remember who had conveyed it to me, but at that last aid station, somebody's like, you know, she's not very far behind you. He goes, I guess he was actually worried I was going to catch him. So we kind of became good friends after that one. But that's cool. I was like, I could never find his headlamps. Yeah. I tried. So I, I learned a valuable lesson on, on that trail, especially when I was doing that. Every time I'd look back, I'd cover my headlamp so they couldn't, you know, people couldn't see me, you know, look at, <laughs> but I. I was fine. There wasn't anybody close, but like just the sneaky stuff, you know, try to hide yourself because I don't catch me. I've been leading all this time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear what happened to Pete? I did. That broke my heart. Man, I hope, you know, prayers out to, 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 you know, for healing for him. Um, You know, uh, last time I I saw his post, he had to have surgery, broke broke his hip and some other stuff, man. Yeah, he's going to be, yeah, hopefully he'll come back quickly and healthy because He's a beast, man. (laughs) It just makes me appreciate my ability to go out and run every morning, even if I don't want to. Like, I still can. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So do you think you'll end up doing, trying a 24-hour race again or try to figure that kind of format out? Absolutely. I haven't. There's a couple different ones in December. So then, what is it, Desert Solstice? Mm -hmm. It's not, I think, is the name of it. And then there was another one in February. Oh, it's a... Raven, maybe. I don't know. I may be butchering that. I I got an email for an invitation since I had 
met their standards or whatever. Okay. So I don't know if I'll try it December or February. So, so you're going. I want to give it one more try. I don't want to do it inside. That ice skating center was so cold, and like I said, I don't do well when I'm cold. So yeah. on top of 24 yeah. hours of running, then I was frozen the entire time. So <laughs> your goal is to give it a shot again and try to be on the team. Try to get try yes. to make your way on the yep. team. Do you know Whitney Richmond? I do not. Okay. The first time I ran Kansas Rails to Trails, I, I forgot where she, I've had her on the podcast. She's been on the team before. I was second place when I ran the Kansas and she was like right behind me, like almost caught me. She <laughs> is, she's, she's fast. She's a beast and she's still running. She runs a lot of those and has been on the team. So she'd be some of your competition, but she's awesome. She's cool. Uh, is she local? I don't remember where Whitney's from, where she's from. I'm going to find out. We could do it right now. We just do it on mom. <laughs> Interviewed so many people, but she'd be somebody like you, to talk to, you know, Whitney Richmond. Yeah, there we go. Come on. Let's see. I didn't say. Uh, she was at Six Days at the Dome. She did the, oh, she had a, she ended up having a, I don't know what happened. She only did 48 miles. I remember seeing her there. She was there. She was there with you. I know they start at different I, times or whatever, but it doesn't say where she's from. Yeah, that was the part of six days I didn't understand very well until I showed up. Like, I thought we were all starting on the same day. And then they're like, oh, another fifth start time in this one and this one. I'm like, oh. And that, that's that's hard to figure out to race, you know, if you want to race. Because in my competitive mind, I was like, I am going to be the last person out here. So I was. Yeah. And then the next day, you know, the next 24 hours start. So I'm like, wait, this is not fair. Like, yeah. I like, understood how it worked. Like, I would have kept going. Yeah. It's just, but I it's, didn't understand. I learned. Yeah. You learned. She's from Richmond, Virginia. She's from Virginia, but she races all okay. over the place. Anyway, she I had a great visit with her on the podcast and she's a beast of a runner. But she's still out there. She's got kids and, you know, she's a mom doing the thing. So I see on your ultra sign up that you've got Heartland October 14th coming up, the Heartland 100 miles. So you're going to be adding some ups and downs to it and some little bit of dirt. I haven't done that one yet. A lot of, a lot of friends have done it. I'll be in Moab while you're doing that. But so what's your plan for Heartland? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming you want the record. Yes. Yep. Right, I've got it wrote down. I don't have it accessible in front of me, but I want to say it's like 17, 1708, somewhere in there. So I'm looking right now. Uh, it's hard to look on ultra sign up because they have the 125 and I'm going for the 100. Yeah, they hit it. You can't see it. So we had to go through 20 years of race history. Okay. Okay. So what do you think it is? It was like 1708 ish. Okay. Somewhere in there. Okay, and that's got some hills on it too. All right, are you doing anything a little different in your training to get ready for it? I live pretty close to the Flint Hills. I'll add in, you know, more of the hills. So, Ooh. and has it been anything drastically different? I I run primarily loose gravel and dirt anyway, so it's always nice okay. whenever I go somewhere and it's a road race because I'm like, oh, this has some bounce. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so nice. I feel way faster. Nice. Nice. So, so you got, that's, you know, pretty much right around the corner. You're training for it, getting ready. And I'll be curious to see once I get back and recover from Moab, I'll be looking you up to see how you did. What, what else you got going on? What's for the end of the year, next year? What do you, you said you got a list. So what, what are you going to put your name to? You'll have to come back at the end. I plan my stuff in six month sections because okay. my kids are in so many sports. So it's in July. I plan my from July to December and yeah. then 
December, I plan my next six months. I don't know. It's just so hard to, because what I do is take the, the sports schedule and calendars from the kids' school and then match it up to, okay, I can yeah. actually yeah. do this one. Okay, we can travel here or we can travel there. I mean, it's a lot easier to stay local, which is why I'm just kind of busting out the the hundreds. I mean, my kids yeah. start graduating this year, so it's a little, then it'll be easier to travel, I think, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I mean, you got your priorities right. I mean, your kids are important. They're not always going to be there. And, you know, it's a fight. You know, my daughter, she's playing softball all over the place. And so we're, you know, got a tournament that weekend. Ah, crap. <laughs> Guess, I'm gonna... <laughs> Guess I'm not running that race, you know, <laughs> or, you know, or, you know, we just got to have our priorities in the right place. And that's what's important. And I, I don't want to miss their stuff. Yeah. Their stuff first, then me. Yeah. And you're there for them and then they're there for you. Yeah. So they come, they take care of me. They see me at my worst, at my best. I don't know. Yeah. I forget to do this a lot and people say, hey, you keep forgetting to ask this, but I like to ask uh, what equipment you're using. People like to know and and things like that. So you're not wearing Walmart $20 shoes anymore. Which ones are you wearing now? (laughs) Uh, I typically stick with the Asics Meta Racers. Okay. Asics Meta Racers. Oh, that, that's kind of your I wear them on every single, it doesn't matter if I'm running road race, gravel. Okay. I don't know. I recently learned that some people, I don't even know what they're called, but they're supposed to keep the rocks out. And I'm like, it's just some gators. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just stop scraping your feet. Just pick them up. And I'm like, don't. Just, I don't know. If I don't wear any of those. I didn't even, I'm like, what is that? I'm pretty basic. Honestly, I just. Yeah. What kind of pack you wear or anything? Or oh, I just carry a handheld. Okay. Any yeah. spe- special handheld or just whatever? No, I have a couple of them. I don't know what brand or anything, yeah. whatever okay. Fleet Feet had that was, I think, in their clearance bin. So it was okay. like, because I went in there, I said, somebody said gels. Where do I find those? And they're like, oh, well, here you go. And no, I do not like the GU gels ever. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to find the ones that, you know, they're not as, Yeah. The ones that are more like apple saucer kind of. You know. huh. There you go. All right. And I was trying to look and see every time you lift your hand, what watch you wearing? Which, what are you using? It's a Samsung, like the Galaxy, but I don't know which model. It's a hundred dollar one. It's- oh, okay. Okay. So you're not wearing a Garmin or anything like that? Just a smartwatch is what you got, huh? Yeah. I can. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so bad with all that. And people are like. You don't have all the bells and whistles. I'm like, I'm just running. Like my gig's pretty easy. I just run. It's I like it though because you know, I'm an IT guy. I like gadgets and stuff, but it's a reminder that, you know, you really don't have to have all the things. You ran your first hundred in Walmart shoes. Let me just show you my addiction right here. You see these shoes? Yeah, I do. I do. I have, I have a lot of this shoes. It's a nice collection. Yeah, I got a lot of shoes. I mean, I got Prairie Spirit, my phone was dead. My watch was dead. I had no clue how far it was till the end, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, You're just running. Just running. Just yeah. Keep going. Okay. Okay. For some people, it's a distraction, you know, like I, I don't need to know all the things. I just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and do what I'm supposed to do. And and if that works for you, don't, don't let yourself get distracted. You know, if you think those things will help you, you know, try it out, but what you're doing is working and you I just, just like to tweaking. run based off of how I feel. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love data. I love numbers, but it's, I want to look at that stuff after the fact, not yeah. really in the moment. Like I just want to be in the moment, but yeah. No, that's good. That's good. If you, if somebody who comes to you, somebody, you coworker, any, anybody and says, Hey, I, I would like to start 
running or somebody that's run maybe a marathon said, I would really like to get into ultra marathons in your, what would you tell them? How would you advise them? What would you tell them about training and about how to get into it? I am a, a personal trainer, I'm a running coach. So I, I have some of my own clients for me, if they want to get into, I, I am not ever going to doubt somebody. You cannot doubt somebody. That's the biggest thing that I learned very easily of, you know, I, I may not be mentally or physically prepared for this, but somebody's doubting me, so I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so A, I'd build them up. B would be, okay, let's come up with actually a solid, tangible plan. Uh, you know, just being able to share my the knowledge and wisdom that I've learned along the way. I haven't learned it all myself. It's from talking to people, from observing, from, you know, every time I go out, I see somebody doing something and like, you know, from the gators, to, I'm like, what is that? What are you yeah. doing? Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, and I like that though, because if we stop learning, we stop growing. And I mean, I've, I, I coach other people and I've even had a coach before while I was coaching and I love, I'm all, I always ask questions, even for somebody who's new, like when, you know, I learn things from people who've been in the sport very little time, you know, just people try different things. People have different backgrounds as, you know, that's a good way to look at it, you know, I think for anybody else who's new to ultra running, like just definitely having a why, because you're going to go through highs, you're going to go through lows. And if you don't have a good reason to be out there, it's pretty easy to be like, I'm done. (laughs) But that that why can get you through a lot of ups and downs. So That's a good question. If somebody says, I want to run a hundred miles and and I have a friend every time I post that I've done a race or something, his question is always in all caps and about 47 question marks. Why? (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and and I know why I do it, you know, and I have that, but, but it's a good question to ask somebody like, Hey, why do you want to do that? Because it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of effort in training and it's going to hurt when you're doing it. And it's, it's going to take resources. So you need to, let's talk about that first. And then if, if you got a good enough, why, then you'll put the time in, you'll put Absolutely. the training in and you'll, you'll get out there. And when it gets tough, you'll keep moving forward. Yep. <laughs> well, Kayla, it's been great getting to visit with you and, and get to know you. I'm looking forward to watching what you're doing. I think you've got faster even in you and I will, I'll try to be the first to congratulate you when you beat my time. All right. All right. <laughs> like for real, like I want you to 16, smoke it. 16, 25, 31. Got it. There you go. That's, like, like that's tackling fuel, man. That's fuel for the course there. All right. But thank you for, for taking the time and uh, get out there and uh, see what kind of limits you can push. All right. Best of luck to you as well.